Hey, what's up, folks? Real quick here. This is Tony Brewer. We had a little bit of technical difficulty today. The sound is a little janky. Uh, it is pretty bad in one certain spot, but it does get better, so we decided to just run with it. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the show. This is Christianity Now. I got some post-editing to do before I load this up to the podcast channel. Uh, I really yep. hate that your microphone is just a computer microphone, but we'll get that straighter later, straight at a later date. <laughs> Christianity Now is the podcast where we talk about current events. We look at TikTok videos. Aaron's never seen them. I've seen them. He's right. at a loss. He don't know what we're going to talk about today. Some of you that have been here since before the technical difficulties, you know what we're going to talk about. <laughs> So, uh, Aaron, you've got a verse that you read every week. Why don't Absolutely. you read that verse for us? Absolutely. First Chronicles twelve thirty two uh, says it describes the sons of Issachar who had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do, and these brethren were were ready to go. They were prepared and ready to go at their command. Absolutely, they were better than we were this morning. Yeah, because <laughs> we were not evidently ready to go. <laughs> and there's another verse that we like to read. I suppose, therefore, that this is good because of the present distress, that it is good for a man to remain as he is. Of course, Paul is talking about being single. And obviously, it is not good for man to be alone. God said that in the beginning. So how can Paul say this now? It's because there was a distress present in the church. All right. In the church, or in the church, uh, distressing the church. And because of that, Paul said, it would be better for, during this time of distress, for you to remain as I am, or as you are, single. Right. Anyway, um, so we, we need to be up to date on current events. Now, one of the big things today is uh, my truth. There's your truth. There's my truth. I'm, I'm governed by my feelings. I'm going to let my heart lead me. If it feels good, I'm going to do it. If I desire to do it, if I have a fleshly desire, it must be good. So we're going to look at three videos. Two videos are examples of people who are not Bible scholars in a formal sense, and it shows the ignorance of people whenever they actually talk to somebody that knows what they're talking about. And then we have the third video that illustrates the fact that you do not have to be a formally educated at a Bible college, at a, at a seminary, or anything like that in order to have a sound mind, a sound mind, a sound mind when it comes to studying the Bible, when it comes to learning God's Word. I, I'm, I'm, well, that's all I want to say about that. Um, Aaron, are you ready to, to dive in? Oh, I think this is much needed. I'm ready to dive in. Yeah, good deal. All right. What I hear you saying is... you know, is this never comes up exactly like we need it to, no matter how much pre-preparing you do. So now, I see this guy on the internet quite a lot, and, or on TikTok quite a lot, and the question is, why is homosexuality a sin if we are born like that? And you've heard me, and we've discussed this before, talk about the fact that I no, longer, I no longer debate whether or not people are born homosexual. I personally don't think we are born homosexual or heterosexual, but we learn those things as our brains develop because of what happens in, the, in utero and in the early stages of our lives. Our brain chemistry and our neuro uh, map is formed and some people can have a predisposition towards attraction to members of the opposite sex. 
just like some people can have a predisposition towards uh, thievery, towards lying, and stuff like that. And that doesn't mean that those actions are holy and acceptable by God just because you may be, quote-unquote, born that way. So yeah. let's let's listen to this guy, Aaron, and we'll talk a little bit about that. It doesn't mean that God put it in them and then it's beyond their ability and that kind of stuff. Absolutely. It's just, it's just environment affects things and yes. et cetera. And that's the whole nature versus nurture. And I don't yeah. think there's an exclusive. I don't. In other words, if you have the nature versus nurture uh, uh, debate, I think the, the, the fallacy is that it is binary. It's either a nature or a nurture. I don't yeah. think it's either or. I think it's both and. Yeah, yeah. I think that's right. I think it's both nature and nurture. Mm-hmm. I do too. Because you were born with a homosexual drive, that's who you are and that's your identity. I uh, disagree. Can you hear that? Just because you're born with a drive does not make it good. I'm a heterosexual male. Do you think that my heterosexual drive is to have sex with just one woman? Thank you for smiling. <laughs> no. I would like to have sex with many different beautiful women. The question, though, for me as a heterosexual male is, has God created my sexuality for a purpose? And if so, what is that purpose? Just because I'm born with a drive doesn't make it right. And we're all born with mixed up drives. Okay, I'm at a loss. I couldn't hear that. Ah. Could you? Yes, yes, I heard the whole thing. Okay, well, I don't know why I couldn't hear it. That's crazy. Is it because of something you did for me to not echo or something? I have no idea. And, of course, I'm also now getting that weird distortion from you. Oh, my. Well. So, (laughs) talk to us about it, Aaron. You heard it. (laughs) So, the guy is saying that, you know, He's talking about his drive, that we're all born with this drive. And he's saying, you know, I may have the desire. Yeah, distortion is back, John. said, I may have the desire to have sex, you know, with many women, he said. But he brought in the whole idea about God. What What is God's purpose for me? What does God have? You know, what am I supposed to be um, uh, John says, I'm, I'm Darth Vader now. Maybe I don't know if anybody can even hear him now. Who knows? <laughs> but um, yeah, the distortion is pretty bad. Yeah. But um, he brought in, you know, what is God's purpose for, for sex? That's what he brought in. Yes. Um, yeah, that, well, that's the thing. So the, the idea is this. The person that asked the question really thinks they've hung the Christian on the horns of a dilemma. Well, you know, God, if, if, you know, people are born gay, so God made them that way. Therefore, they have the permission to do anything they want. And, you know, we even like Douglas Connor says, I think we're born heterosexual because God created woman for the man and man for the woman. Um, That that's a, that's actually a non sequitur that doesn't prove anything. And it's, it's really because that statement proves too much. It asserts too much. We don't know the kind of brain chemistry with which Adam was created. Um, we don't know if Adam would have would would have been sexually attracted to a man if a man was what he was presented with first. We just don't know any of those things. And I know that some people, when, when they hear me say something like that, they're, well, that's heresy. I can't believe you'd say something like that. 
But it's the conclusion. If you're going to be honest with the data, that's what the conclusion you have to draw. So, and 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 science has proven that although there are not quote unquote genetic markers that indicate the sexual preference, the sexual orientation of a, a baby while it's in the womb, and and as it you know as it's uh, as it's uh, developing, that. We are born with certain proclivities, and our brains are shaped and influenced by what we experience yeah. in utero and in the first... Well, if you don't have a child in the first two years of its life that is properly socialized, that can play well with others, and all of that good stuff, then the... the, the well... The projection for that child long term is is abysmal. It's it's bad. Um, yeah. Does that mean that that child is born to be psychotic? Does that child does that mean that child was born uh, a liar? Does that mean does that mean that child was born? Well, there's some there's some conversation to have about that. You know, um, it could it could mean that that child was born that way. Does it matter? though, as opposed to what God has in store for us and what he wants us to do. Right. Yeah, well, all we're saying is that nature and nurture both play into how someone can be, you know, have a, a be predisposed to certain behaviors. We're not saying that God puts it in them. I think that's what people hear when they hear they're born that way. Yes. Since God made people if they're predisposed to do that because of nature and or nurture, then that means God's responsible for it. God made yeah. somebody to act out in homosexual acts. That, that's yes. not what we're saying. But you know. yes, and let, let's let's just let's go this route. Every person that's ever been born was born into a world, a fallen world, affected by the blight. Of sin. Yes. There are people who were born with only one arm. There are people born fused together in such a way as they cannot ever be unfused. There mm -hmm. are people born with mental retardation. There are people born with an extra chromosome. There are people born with one less chromosome. Did God do that? We, we, well, they were born that way. But we don't we don't lay that at the feet of God. Yeah. yeah so yeah. if a if a person is born gay, which I I think that they very well could be, that doesn't mean God did it. You're laying the blame for that at the at the feet of the wrong entity. Right. Satan did that. Right. You know, ju just like a person is born with, and, and I knew a fella. He was actually on the the rodeo team. He hit one of the, I can't remember which arm, but it ended in a stump. At his elbow, right past his elbow, and he had little bitty nubbins for fingers. Yeah. Well, he was born that way. Yeah. God, did God do that? Yeah, did God make him that way? No. God didn't make him that way at all. Something happened as a result of the blight of sin. There was some kind right. of impurity. There were no impurities before the sin. Right. So why, why do we separate this issue of homosexuality and treat it differently than any other deviation. 
probably because like with the mental retardation, we think that's an innocent matter as far as morality goes. Yeah. Homosexual, you know, homosexual acts is, you know, sinful. So, yeah. I mean, I, I get that part of it. But, but again, what we're saying, too, is that even if people are predisposed, be, predisposed, is that the right yeah, word? Yeah, predisposed Pre, would be good. Yeah, predisposed because of nature and or nurture. That is you. That this what the guy in the first video is saying is I was born with sex drive, and I have this desire. He said, like even now to have sex, uh, to with with many women. I know people don't like to hear that, but it we mental exercise here. You know, yeah. he he's saying he's saying I have that desire, that urge. But what is sex for? What did God yeah. make sex for? That is there a purpose for it? And obviously there is. There's there are many, you know. There's multiple purposes for marriage and sex all together in God's holy holy matrimony of marriage. So, you know, He's saying just because I have that desire and I was born with that desire, I, He didn't say this, but I'm assuming we can go ahead and make the conclusion. We can't say because I have that desire, born with desire, it's okay if I just act out on it. It's yeah. okay if I just act out and have sex with whoever. Yeah. No, because God gave, and, and I, I, I had to practice self-control. The same is true of somebody if they are predisposed to homosexual desires, you know? Right. And Angie Hendricks answers the question because not because ha- I ask, why do we separate homosexuality, you know, this deviant uh, mental nature, this de- deviant mental uh, being away from all of this other deviant uh mental illness, physical ailments, and the answer is because not having an arm or, or being mentally handicapped will not cause them to lose their soul. That, I, and, and Angie, I don't know what your motivation for that comment is. I don't know. Uh, there's no nuance here, so I'm going to, I'm going to just build it, build, I'm going to use this to make, to make a point. Um, being born gay will not send you to hell any more than being born mentally retarded will send you to hell. Being born homosexual will not send somebody to hell any more than being born heterosexual will send them to hell. It's acting on it. You can be homosexual and not practice homosexuality and be pleasing to God. Yeah. You can be heterosexual, hetero, heterosexual and not practice heterosexuality and be pleasing to God. Yeah. You can also practice heterosexual heterosexuality and be pleasing to God if you practice your heterosexual heterosexuality in the confines of a marriage. Just to hear somebody say you can be this when you hear that for the first time or the, even the 10th time, and, and the more you think on it and you think on what we're talking about, initially it sounds like it's like fingernails on a chalkboard. You yeah. can be homosexual? I thought God. But the thing of it is, just like heterosexuality, we can't just act out on that desire. We have to act. We, we have to act according to God's standard on that. You cannot act out on homosexual desires. That yes. is sin. You yes. cannot act out on homosexual desires. And so 
and from my understanding, you know, you're not, it's not so much that like, let's say someone uh, has homosexual desires. And for my, again, sometimes we can all have our own, you know, mental blocks. We all do. I have them, you know, instead of in my mind, just saying, well, they're homosexual. Well, I mean, they have homosexual desires. Yeah. You know, cause like when I think of, again, it's a, it's a hurdle in my mind. When I think of their homosexual, I mean, I'm thinking they practice homosexuality that yes, they practice it that, and, and, and that is clearly sinful in scripture. Yeah. But to be tempted desire. Yes. To be homosexual, that being tempted is not sinful. If it Anymore, is, we've got a problem with our savior. Yes. Because he was tempted in all ways like as we are, yet yes. he was without sin. That means yes. he was tempted with sexual desire. Think about true. it. He 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 went. He was a he was a pubescent adolescent. Uh, he was a pubescent male. Mm-hmm. That means he woke up with an erection. That means he he had pubescent hormonal overload. That means he probably had wet dreams. You think about that. If not, how is he tempted in all points like we are yet without sin? He had the desire to have sex with women. And he never did it because he wasn't married. He didn't sin. So if I have a desire to have sex with men and I never do it, that means I haven't sinned. I think, you know, a lot of times when we talk about this, we, 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 we go and we've done this, I think, more than once, even just on this show. But uh, and I know you've covered this subject probably many times in, in your solo podcast that you do, you know, cogitations mm-hmm. and stuff. But just we, 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 we tend to conflate temptation with sin. Yes. We're, 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 we're thinking that to be tempted to be homosexual, to practice homosexuality that that's wrong, that you are immoral because you're being tempted to do that. No, I'm, I'm not immoral uh, because of sex drive, right. whether, it's, whether it's homosexual or heterosexual. But just as the heterosexual desire, a person cannot act out in a way that's unauthorized by God, that's, you know, that's sinful. This, the, only, the main difference here, as I said a moment ago, is with the homosexual desire, there is no fulfillment for that. That's it. There's no you, there's no way to to yeah. practice it. That's hope. No, no, absolutely not. It's Marriage simple. is it's honorable and all and the bed undefiled and only a man and a woman are authorized to be married. The heterosexual desire, the way God created it to be. In the beginning. Yes. Yes. God absolutely did create it heterosexual yeah. in the so, beginning. So I actually walk my I'll actually walk my statement back. I think it would be reasonable then to infer that if Adam were to see another male, he would not be sexually attracted to him. Because he was created. Yeah. Because there was no deviation. Yes. And there probably wasn't deviation for hundreds of years. Yeah. But I would imagine that same-sex attraction sprang up very, very soon. I see what you're saying. Probably with the sons of Adam. Mm-hmm. Like the direct sons of Adam, you know. Well, you're looking at what uh, nine? Well, let's just say he had his first kid when he was twenty. You're looking yeah. at nine hundred something years of being a father on Earth and yeah. all these children. <laughs> I, I bet he, I bet he had it before twenty. 
I, I bet I bet yeah. Eve I bet Eve was pregnant when they were kicked out of the garden. Yeah. I mean, think about it. You've got yeah. the perfect male specimen. You've got the perfect female specimen. Everything was pure, and they were naked, and they uh, yes. they were encouraged to be fruitful and multiply. Well, yeah, they were instructed to. I bet so, they didn't wait very long. You know, I heard this one time. It made me think. They were not booted out of the garden for not fulfilling the command to be fruitful and multiply. That's right. So it's my personal belief that they started doing that. They had just not had the baby yet because it yep. takes 40 weeks. Yeah, that, well, that, that's, that's my the thing. That's and my and that, that's, another, that's another reasonable <laughs> inference. How long did Adam and Eve live in the garden? Probably less than nine months. Yes, yeah, less than 40 weeks probably. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was. <laughs> yeah, because I don't imagine that, that Adam waited very long before he Absolutely. Again. his wife. Again, again, God didn't kick them out because they had not obeyed the command to be fruitful yeah. and multiply. They well, they had to leave because they ate of the fruit they weren't supposed to eat of. Let's let's listen to the to the, the to the writer of the book of Galatians, verse sixteen of chapter five. I say then, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. That's what really we're talking about: fulfilling the desires of your flesh is what you have to be careful of, what you can't do. For the flesh lusts or desires against the spirit. The spirit desires against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. I wish I could have sex with a man. But because I walk after the spirit, then I do not have sex with a man. Because my desire is at war against the spirit, and the spirit is at war against my fleshly desire. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Of course, that's the law of Moses. Now, the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outburst of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things well what if i do what what if what if what if i used to be an idol worshiper but i no longer practice that but because of my new life in christ but i'm yeah. tempted to exactly um well, what about a fornication what if i used to visit the women at the whorehouses and i no longer practice that because of my new life in christ right now, verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. If you are heterosexual, if you are homosexual, and you practice self-control, you have not violated the law of Christ, regardless of your desires. Yeah. Yeah. Again... We're, we're, we're talking about how, just in case somebody's just now joining us or they joined us and didn't hear this, uh, we're, we're saying that sin can change things because nature versus nature and nurture. I mean, people, we're not saying God literally made people to be homosexual participants. That's, no. that's, not, that's not, not what we're saying. Purpose. No, we're, we're saying that people can have a predisposition a desire to do things because of nature and nurture 
Isn't this not similar to drugs? Well, Katie's alcohol is it not? Well, listen to her comment. A child born of a drug addicted woman is going to be addicted to the same drugs as his mother. My cousin had such a baby. That doesn't mean it was designed that way. Amen. The environment in which a child is conceived or born dictates the way the child behaves in most cases. And and I would the only the only rough edge I might polish off of that is I wouldn't say it dictates the way it behaves. I think it dictates the way the child is predisposed to behave because that child has agency after a certain point. I mean, you know, you got to have it, 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 there. There's a particular step in the stages of development where a child develops agency separate and apart from its environment. And it can learn at a very early age to make decisions that will be pleasing to its parents. Same way with God. We learn, and the earlier we learn this, the better, how to exercise our free will and our agency to be pleasing to God. So if I have a desire that is not that, that would that would have me do something that is displeasing to God, I have the uh, strength of will to abstain from doing that. That's the case that we're making. And, and that's a difficult, and p- people are not taught to think this way. That's why that when we talk about this amongst members of the church, they have such a problem with it. Yeah. Because they're like this person that was in the crowd in the video. Oh, well, you know, we're homosexuals, deviant, and it's sinful, and that means you're not born gay. Well, a person, I mean, a person who has homosexual desire, that's a good question. Well, what hope is there for me if being a homosexual is in and of itself sinful? Because I can't change my being. I am always going to be attracted to members of the op- of the same sex. Yeah. How do I change that? The only control I have is over my actions. I have people in general have well actually I would say nobody has control over their feelings. You feel something whether you desire to feel it or not, and there are some people through uh, mental uh, exercise can augment those feelings and sculpt and mold those feelings to the point where they are a, a low hum so they don't have to act on them. Like, I, I may I may get angry. What do I do? Well, I, 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 I cope with that in a, in a healthy way so I don't, quote, unquote, lose my temper. Well, I have a desire. I have heterosexual desires to be with a multiplicity of women. But I have pledged to be with my wife and my wife only. So what do I do? I temper those feelings, those desires. Yeah. That's what God calls us to do. Yeah. Again, I just don't like, this is me personally, I just don't like the jargon, I'm I'm gay, I'm heterosexual. I, I get what we're saying. I get, but it's like we're talking about desires here. It's not just everything about me is gay everything about me is heterosexual you know it's like i'm a no i'm a human being you know i'm a soul I'm, yeah I, I know what we're saying but it works better in my mind for my working parts 
we're talking about desires that people have. Yes. And how and if, we and can't if my desire, act, mm. Yes, we can and I understand like our desires represent who we are. I, I get that. The seed of our emotions and feelings. But it's what I do with what I desire. Yeah. Just like a person, the, the drive of sex, you know. Yep. We we don't think that it's okay if they have desires to act out. Uh, I think the thing that people struggle with, like we said, is like being born that way because people immediately hear, well, God made them that way. No, yeah. I am not saying that. Tony's not saying that. And no. God did not make people to be sinful or to have sinful desires. But let's face it. Some people are predisposed to have sinful desires, very sinful desires, because sin affects them. Yep. I believe that in, in, in even in the womb. I believe yep. that. There's 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 some genetics there. There's sin. I think alters things. Well, I mean, it's not it obviously just, does. It's not just genetics. You're, you're uh, a child it's, in the womb is affected this, yeah. by externalities, yeah. not just genetics. Yes, the psyche. I mean, it's it's yeah. affected. It well, is even even so much. Uh, you've heard of these near death experiences where the, they're all the same. Uh, 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 darkness bursting off into a bright light. I'm going to the bright light. Um, I have, I have uh, clinicians, researchers, neuroscientists, all of these people that study human brain and psychology and stuff like that. Uh, many of them say that these near death experiences is your body reliving your yourself, reliving the most traumatic thing that you have ever experienced and that's your birth yeah that is your birth uh let me read this willpower is not the answer because willpower will eventually fail you the devil can override your no he can't the devil cannot override your willpower neither will god god can override your willpower but he won't and the devil is absolutely unable to override your willpower yeah. A person has to rely on on what Jesus did on the cross, and in due time, temptations will eventually go away. No, they will not. Nowhere in the Bible ever teach that. Psychology is not the answer to man's is not the answer. Man's innovations are not the answer. Uh, psychology is absolutely the answer whenever it's rooted in what the Bible teaches. Um, psychology is the study of the human soul. And has to do with behavior, and how do you how do you align your behavior with your inner man? In fact, psychology, uh, Titus chapter two eleven and following, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared unto all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly. That's psychology. That's your inner man. That's the human mind. Yes. And when you're sick with a virus, with a, with a, like the flu or something like that, you go to a doctor, all right? And you don't ask that doctor his religious orientation. If you are sick in your mind, you need to go to a psychologist or a psychiatrist. And you don't, irrespective of their religious orientation. I get so sick of people. Well, I heard your wife is a counselor, and we really need a, a, a therapist, and we want a Christian therapist. Uh, yes, psychiatry absolutely believes in sin. 
That's a that's a foolish statement, and it's and it shows that you're ill informed and don't know what you're talking about. I'm sorry, but that that's just that that's blatantly false. So go learn some stuff before you make statements like that. And and this this statement here shows that you don't know what you're talking about. The devil cannot overpower your free will. No. What what verse would you in its context would teach that? Yeah. You know, well, what? that's the thing. If the devil could, if the devil could override people's free will, then everybody would be followers of the devil. Yeah. And because Absolutely. everybody is not followers of the devil, that therefore the devil cannot override people's free will. Well, like the next part of the statement, a person ha- I, I I I get that. The salvation and the sacrifice of Jesus is absolutely necessary. We were doomed without it. But to say that a person has to rely on Jesus' temptation is is implying that we have to do something even. But if Satan overpowers yep. our will, I can't rely on Jesus. I, That's it. You see, so there we we, we break that down, and I, I think that we can we yeah. change our way of thinking on that. Yeah, it's just very very ill-informed, delusional comments. That that basically showcases the ignorance of the person making them. Yeah. Well, that, and, hey, and, that, this, and that's me. And that's me being nice. Well, this show. Frankly. And hey, and this show is for us to talk about those kinds of things. Yes. I mean, yes. you know, we. I mean, well, we, there's 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 been some things from this commenter in the past that have too. been nutty as a fruitcake. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah. But yeah, we're 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 here to learn, and and when when something that that blatant is posted. It, it's it, it's that ridiculous is posted. It needs to be ridiculed because that's a lot of people believe what this person has said. But I mean, imagine all the 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 damning consequences of believing that Satan can overpower us. Absolutely. First I off, mean, that's him. Satan I, is only as powerful as any other angel of the Lord. Yeah. Now, granted, he's above my pay grade to fight. I can't fight Satan. But if I stand with God, Satan will flee from us, will flee from me, but he's really not fleeing from me. He's fleeing from God. That's James 4. But th- this idea that psychiatry, it, I think Wayne Jackson wrote a book about this. And in his book, it, it's, he, he takes an absolutely stupid stance. Um. Psychiatry, okay, human beings are not a soul in a body. Human beings are a body and a soul, and the life-giving force is the spirit of that person. That's why whenever, like, faith without works is dead— just like a man without his spirit is dead. If you want to test that, put a zip tie around a man's neck and cut off his air supply, his spirit. The the word for spirit is pneuma, breath. Mm -hmm. All right? He's not alive. He's dead. And what will happen? The body will remain on this realm of existence. The soul will go to one of two places. It takes the spirit to connect the body and the soul. But we are not existential in just one form. In other words, we no longer are. 
It's the spirit, the body, and the soul. And that's how God conceptualizes us. See what the founder of modern psychiatry has taught. Humanity and the professors were suicide is the highest psychiatry and go fig to go so go figure that out. Again, that's another hyper stupid statement. No suicide is not the highest anything. Why why would you even say that? Give me some sources, give me some fathers of quote unquote modern psychiatry and Furthermore, we're not discussing modern psychiatry. Right. I think maybe a definition of terms here is where we're having some problems. Yeah. Psychiatry doesn't even believe in sin. What? Yeah, psychiatry. Here's the thing. Psychiatry is not like what every person that ever claims to be a psychiatrist believes. Yes, and psychiatry believes in sin. The, what, what's, what, what, a, what, what, what a therapist is going to help somebody in doing is ordering their thoughts, ordering their actions, and ordering their speech. And they're going to bring them into harmony. That's all a psychiatrist does. If you want absolution for sin, you go to the Bible. Now, all things that pertain to life and godliness are found in God's Word. So I can find the concept of mental health in the Bible. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. I, you know, I was already there. I was wondering. <laughs> I was wondering when verse, what, 23 is yes. going to come into play here. You're talking about the body, soul, and spirit. Yes. That's the way God <laughs> conceptualizes us. Mm-hmm. Now, may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. God conceptualizes us as a as a complete being by our body, our psyche, that's the Greek word for soul, and our spirit. So how 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 can you say such foolish things about psychiatry? Now, the, the industry of psychiatry as it is today is permeated by insanity. But that doesn't mean psychiatry is bunk. You're drawing way more conclusion than the evidence presents. That's a violation of the law of rationality. That is irrational. Yeah. So that's why you would say such is foolish. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you if you look at if you look at what's going on today with this leftist agenda yeah that's that's bad that's sinful but that's not psychiatry in fact that's not what the that, that's not how that, that's not what psychiatry is is not psychiatry the study of the human mind is that not what it is that's what it is okay that's what i thought yeah so the study of the human mind that doesn't does that even really get into sin or no sin technically i mean I don't well, it, it didn't. It doesn't have to deal with sin. Let, no. let me explain. Let me explain like this. My wife is a therapist. My wife could could do couples therapy. So you believe in Sigmund Freud? Have you ever studied him? Yes, I have. I've also studied Carl Jung, and the Jungians and the Freudians are at odds with one another on basic approaches, but. 
both of both of those are like I don't, I don't even know what you're getting at. I guess do you he's believe saying, in Sigmund you, Freud? You would, I guess do you agree with Sigmund Freud or something? I don't know. Like yeah, <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, he 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 made great inroads and was amazing. His mind was amazing at studying the human condition. Some of his conclusions have have since been uh, expanded upon. Some of his uh, conclusions have been overruled, have been debunked. But to and and again, the Sigmund Freud is not a founder of modern psychiatry. I wouldn't say. But anyway, I'm I'm. If you don't quit commenting antagonistically like this, I'm just going to block you because you've hijacked the the show. Um, and 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 your comments are so ludicrous and devoid of any reason that they're just not worth discussing. So I'm going to finish this illustration. My wife can give marriage counseling to a lesbian couple. How can she do that? Because as a therapist, it's not her job to push religious, um, a, a religious paradigm. Her job is to teach these two, um, is to th- these two these this these two members of this couple is to teach them how to get along and how to live the healthiest life they can. Now, what's going to happen is they are going to eventually have to evaluate their actual status as a lesbian couple. And it may come to the point where they realize that the biggest uh, contributor to the problems we are having in our lives is the fact that we're deviant in our nature when it comes to our union, the lesbian couple. Mm -hmm. You don't have to discuss sin to draw somebody to that conclusion. It's all pragmatic in nature. It it all deals with the with the physical, tangible, experiential things in this realm of existence. <laughs> does does that not reflect the fact that all truth is God's truth? Yes. In fact, as a as a Christian couple, you can go to a therapist that is a that is actually antagonistic to the cause of Christ. And they are going to help you from your paradigm, from from your worldview and your values. In other words, how do you live the most actualized, or the most self-actualized version of yourself? That's, I mean, I don't understand. I don't understand the, 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 the wrongness of that concept. Well, and... It's- yeah, go ahead. I just say if truth is truth, then a professional saying the truth is truth, even yes. if they have their own worldview that's wrong, yes. or even if they practice things that are sinful and all those kinds well, of things. Well, like, like for instance, if a lesbian couple came to my wife, uh, or if a lesbian couple came to me, I'm not a therapist, and they said, "Hey, we're having a really, I mean, we're living a certain kind of hell on earth. Our 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 home isn't working right. The children we're raising." They're not turning out right, and oh, here we go. 
One thing is for sure, maybe you need to see a psychiatrist because you're not a very nice man. You're right, I am absolutely not nice. I am, however, very kind. And I love you with the love of Jesus Christ. And I am as kind as Jesus Christ was when he was on earth. We so struggle you have to with block that. me that you just show me you're childish so people are allowed to make comments, but if you don't like them, they're just blocked. Yeah, so we're blocking this man because I'm not dealing with that. Um, well, it's but, our it's our show. I mean, yeah. that's the that's the thing. This it, it's not because we just don't like the comments. That's no. that's not that's well, not they're, true. They're argumentative. They're antagonistic, and they're just ludicrous. And this man is obviously arguing standing on a platform that's built on a vast expanse of nothingness because he obviously doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, and it's, it's very challenging, too, for us to continue with when it's continuing yeah. to go far afield. You know, yes. that, that's the thing. And, and it's a perfect thing. example of, like, these, these liberal college kids talking to this man that's standing up in the crowd. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, like, they, they think they know so much. Like, when they just don't know anything at all. Which makes me want to see the second video, by the way, <laughs> and yes. keep going. <laughs> yeah, so we're going we're gonna to do that. Uh, let me, uh, but, but, but let, let me just make <laughs> this point. When it comes to psychology, w- with, with anything you're going through, treat your mental health like you treat your physical health. Go find a mental health expert and, and, and get, quote, unquote, seen by them and get assessed by them. Just like if you had a cold, you would go to a physical health expert. It doesn't matter what their religion is. It doesn't matter. They're a mental health expert. Now, don't forsake your religion. Absolutely. In fact, and and do some research to make sure that they really are professionals in what they are. Yeah, yeah. You know. Well, well, the, the, the beautiful thing is if they're licensed, they are professionals. Right. They wouldn't you know? have that license otherwise. That's it. All right. So let's get into the next video. Thank, thankfully, we're still that sane and accountable. Oh, yeah. As of now, thankfully. That's it. That's it. In our society, I mean. Yes. Now, it, it's going downhill because I, I, of yeah. the whole gender stuff and all that. But I, I think it's scary. I think that's going to be swinging back. Yeah. It, because we're start first off, there are now whistleblowers coming out mm-hmm. talking about it. Um, we're starting to see uh, the, the, it's starting to come out where uh, governments of uh, in the United States of America, states, governments, where uh, a man and a woman has a child, and the child is quote unquote transgender. When when one parent is in disagreement with that child's decision and wants to make them remain in their same gender, and one parent wants to take them and either have them castrated or or sterilized and have a double mastectomy and all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, well, right now, in many states, in the United States, custody is stripped from the parent with the sane, with the sane desire Mm-hmm. With the desire to re- to have the child remain intact, and given to the parent that wants to mutilate the child, yeah, because of this social justice agenda, yeah. and 
the, the, the more this happens and the more, the, and I hate these children are sacrificed on this altar, but we need all of that to be public and we need people to see it. And the more people see it, the more and more people are faced with the absurdity of it, the more people are going to stand out against it. I, th- I think that's right. Yep. You know, because now, yes, it, it's, it's been going on long enough that there are now people who were transitioned that are coming out in their later years and being like, hey, this was bad. This shouldn't have happened. Yeah. You know, I should have done this. Yeah. Th- that's why I think it's going to swing back. Yeah. We can but certainly right, pray that it does too. Yeah. But right now, uh, if you do need to go find a psychiatrist or a therapist, um, just be aware that, that there are certain, there's a certain framing uh, from which these people would help you, but you can, you can deal with that. It's better to get help from a, a psychiatrist that is an atheist or comes from an atheistic worldview than it is not to get help at all. Yeah. All right. Are you ready and, for the next video? Yeah. I'm going to say something and just move forward. Let's do an episode in the future sometime about nice. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to, I, I'm serious. I, I, yeah. I want to just like draw all the evidence from God's word is, yeah. is niceness. G- is that G- what Jesus was not a nice man, you know, at all. Nice. I, we and we need the biblical definition of kindness. Yep. You know, First Corinthians thirteen. We talk. You know, but yeah. anyhow, let's go to the next video. Yep. All right. Religion, the Bible, uh, about a hundred years ago, asserted that the world was two thousand years old. Where does the Bible say that? Uh, it just it just is. You I know, don't. It doesn't I, say I it anyway. Uh, uh, where does the Bible say that? Uh, it just is. I haven't read the Bible, but I've spoken to many people who are well knowledgeable about the Bible. I haven't read the Bible, but I've spoken to many people who have. It reminds me of the last guy. So does that mean the Bible? I haven't haven't studied psychology, but I've talked to many people who have. Right. You know, (laughs) craziness, man. Don't speak where we don't know. That's that's what I... That's it. Bible, and they say nothing about, and if you ask, uh, if you ask, uh, like, Catholic priests... Okay, how much money do you need right now? Do you want money? Would you like to earn 20 bucks? I'll give you a quick way to earn 20 bucks. I'm going to be out here again tomorrow. Just bring the Bible out and show me where the Bible says the world's 2,000 years old. I'll give you 20 bucks, okay? So come on out tomorrow and show me where the Bible says, and I didn't say Catholic priests, I didn't say any group, I said, where does the Bible say that the world is 2,000 years old? It doesn't say that, sir. See, you've got to read the text for yourself. Yeah, that's you got to stop gotta reacting to Catholic priests or popes or monks or televangelists or Protestant ministers. Man, he, man, he nailed. I mean, that's that's a mic. I mean, that's we. Well, that's what we need to. Hear. He said that's... twenty bucks. I mean, he could have said two hundred thousand. <laughs> I know. I know. It's like, come on, man. Yeah. He maybe and, he's and, just and, being. Comp- Completely sincere, like he only had twenty bucks in his pocket. You know? But think, think, think about the think, think about the the spine on that kid. He was so sure. Yeah, and it's like you, you don't know you. I, I have people, and, and th- this is where. Okay, on one hand, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to come off like I'm an elitist. I don't want to discount people who are. Um. I don't. I also don't want to discount people who are not "quote unquote" formally educated, who actually study, who actually think. 
But most of the time when I teach something and I get pushback on it, it is from people who do not have the right to do it because they have not put any time whatsoever into study themselves. Would we go to a car shop and the pro behind, you know, the whole business, the pros that are working there, and we tell them, no, I disagree with you. I I disagree with your analysis. Yeah. Do you know what a a Haynes manual is? I've heard of that, but I don't know what I can't remember what it is. You get them at AutoZone. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. You can get a Haynes manual on all the vehicles. Yeah, that's, yeah. I'm not a mechanic, but I can go. I, I, I retain information well. I can. I've got a 2015 Ram Bighorn. I'm going to go buy a Haynes manual, and I'm going to study this Haynes manual, and then I'm going to go to the mechanic that's been a mechanic for 30 years. That's worked on expert. He's focused on Chrysler products, and he has specialized over the last 10 years of working on Ram half-ton pickup trucks exclusively, and he diagnoses something, I say, well, I see in my Haynes manual right here that that's not the case. He is going to laugh at me and says, you keep reading your book, but I've got 20 years of experience actually doing what you're reading about. Right. And a working knowledge. Yes. It's like, come on, man. And most of the time. And well, I, I, read, I, I read Thayer's Dictionary, Tony. Oh, no, you know. no. You, and then that's the thing, Aaron. <laughs> they didn't read Thayer's. They read Esword's version of Thayer's, which if Thayer's, if, 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 if how Thayer's defines a term is a magnitude of 10, what is on Esword is a 2. Yeah, yeah. It is a watered-down, stripped-down version of these lexicons on eSword. Yes. You don't, you don't really do a word study on eSword. You can get the sense. You can get the... Yeah. But if you really want to do a deep dive, you and that's what bothers me. Uh, you got these people that have, uh, uh, what is it, Accordance, Logos, eSword, yes. Olive Tree, all that good stuff. And they spend 15 minutes researching a word, and they think they're Greek experts, and they think they're just as smart as these men in the past who would get 27 books and for 8 to 12 hours research one word. Yeah. Like, no, you're not the same. Yeah. And we need to educate our brethren, too, on that, that, look, the e-sword can help you get in the ballpark. And I've said that recently. Yeah. Definitions can help get you in the ballpark. But, you know, you, you can study it more fully. And that's one thing I'll point I want to make, that Thayer has more information in his actual book, you know. Yeah. And and, and, and then context, you know. Context is going to, you read over and over and over that section. You can see how the Holy Spirit is using that word. Yeah. You read that's over it. and over and, and over. And you... And again, you and a lot of brethren, uh, whenever they do this, they fall prey to what's known as etymological fallacy. They think that 
that just because a word has an etymological lineage, that that dictates how the word is used or defined in this sentence that it's used, and that's not true. The what 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 dictates the definition of a word is the is how the person used it. So I, I can say, "Hey, I went to the mall and I got a piece of dog poo to eat." Well, what do I mean by that? Well, that that means I went and got a Subway sandwich. I refer to Subway sandwiches as dog poo. <laughs> now I don't. I like Subway sandwiches. Oh, okay. I was just trying to think of an absurd. <laughs> yeah. You know. But but that's the thing. Well, you can you can do a word study of of dog poo. And and you come to the conclusion I'm eating a sandwich made out of dog poo. Right. No, you've got to look at how I use that. How did you? You got to look yeah. at the context. You got to look at um whatever. A, a good example of this is the word decimate. Uh, the word decimate comes from it's it's deca. It means a tenth. You 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 know if you, if you have a uh, hundred people and and those people are decimated, well that means every tenth one was was executed. But that's not how we use the word nowadays. Yeah. If if a team is decimated, that means they're defeated badly. If a a, a unit, if a battalion is decimated, that usually means it was. Sometimes it means it's completely wiped out a hundred percent. Yeah. When really it's only supposed to be a tenth. If if you go back to the the old definition of the term, so you can fall into etymological fallacy. So you you've got to you got to be studied in how to reason. Learning how to reason is more important than learning facts. Because once you learn how to reason, you can ascertain the facts. Yes. And these people today, these kids today, these adults even, they don't learn how to reason. And you end up like this kid saying, well, the Bible says the earth's 2,000 years old. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. How do you know? Have you ever read it? Well, no. The way I Somebody, know it is because all these people that profess to believe it, yes. what they say. Yes. All right. So the, we've had two examples of how not to be. Yeah. Can we find an example of somebody that isn't formally educated who would be classified as a theologian and a good one? Yeah. I think we can. That's the next video. Yeah. yeah, give me the third video. Are you ready for it, Aaron? Man, I'm I I really am. I'm I'm chomping at the bit, man. Now <laughs> what would you do? If at the congregation where you are, uh, now let, let's, I, I don't think this guy that we're about to see is a New Testament Christian because he, he probably hasn't come to the conclusion. He, he's probably got fallen, fallen prey to some denominational dogma. But let's say he was. Let's say he was baptized into Christ for the remission of his sin. He was added to the Lord's church just the way he's supposed to. And he came to preach at the congregation where you are, and he looked like this. Would you be okay with it? You ready? <laughs> yeah. So I've heard this question a lot. What if a female was called by God to be a pastor? They wouldn't, because God does not go against his word. That's like saying, hey, I wonder if God called me to murder somebody, or God called me to uh, be a lesbian. God don't. God doesn't go against His word. God might have called you to witness to somebody. God might have called a woman to go speak the word of God somewhere, but He never called a woman to be 
over her husband or over a church, a shepherd. He didn't design them that way. And God's not gonna write something in his Bible then go back on his word, say, oh, gotcha. I called you to do what I told you not to do. That's not God. And if a woman says that, she's lying. And I'm not accusing you, I'm just saying. God doesn't call us to do things that he told us not to do in the Bible. And that was from the very beginning of time. He never called Eve to rule over Adam, did he? Did he ever have a, a priestess in the Old Testament? Over, of church? No. And like Deborah was a judge. And hey, if you wanna go to law school and be a judge like Deborah, Go ahead. You what you know, and I'm just giving examples. Other people is questions. So, so no. Preach it, boy. Oh man, amen. I'm gonna get me a tattoo right in the middle of my eye. (laughs) What's that's the thing though? Maybe it'll help your ability to make videos. It may, but would we would we discount that man? That's the kind of guy that would be discounted by his, you know, his appearance and the way he's making videos and the way he's talking. He's getting all excited, you know. I know. He gets excited, you know. But he he certainly wouldn't be invited to speak on any of the lectureships. No, no. Even if he was a member of the church, he, I know it. Well, that yeah, yeah. That, that's the thing. Assume, you know. Let's, and and if he did, and if he did, he'd be talked about a lot. Oh, negatively. Yeah. yeah. But. What he said there in that short amount of time was so deep. I know, and it was so bit like, and he even he even dealt with like, and, and you can talk about Deborah. She was a judge. If you want to be a judge, go to law school and be a judge. But you can't be a pastor, right? Yeah, which and he, you know, yeah, he can't be a. He said that's bad shepherding. <laughs> he's got it right, man. I guarantee it. Here's a I, guy that he's he's using logic. Reason, rationality. I mean, he's and he had to study a little bit. He did, but it it, it makes me think of what the Hebrews writer. uh, But I bet, I bet he doesn't have a PhD in Greek. You know, you know, I, 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 he might. I bet he probably doesn't have much past a high school education. Probably not. May not have graduated high school. Like, if if we're just going to be prejudiced a little bit, and and look and, and judge him by the way he looks. I tell you, the first thing I thought when I saw his shirt, I thought this dude was a convict. He may have been the high school dropout drug dealer that got caught, found God in jail, and reformed his life. Yeah. But and he might not even have a high school diploma. Yeah. Look how he's speaking words of reason and truth, though. I mean, that's... I, well... So can, so can a regular person learn to think deep Learn to be think correctly and make proper conclusions. Yes, yes. they can. You do you not say, if, need a diploma you, from a preaching school. If you say no, you mock God. I mean, that's the truth of it. You I guarantee do. it. You are. I guarantee it. Listen to this. Everyone who partakes in only milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Now, that's not the passage that teaches that there are certain passages that are harder to understand than others. There's other verses for that. This passage is teaching that if you're unskilled in the word, you're like a sick man who's reverted back to a diet that is only good for small children. Yeah. If you are a well man, then you you are eating of the entirety of the Word of God. 
in this in this example, everything in God's word is meat. Even the easy to understand things and the hard to understand things. If it's not God's word, it is milk. Who is able to eat God's word? Well, it's people who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern good and evil. Mm-hmm. This man obviously has exercised his senses. Yeah. And I would love to have a study with him about oh, salvation, Amen. the church that Jesus built, and all that, because he shows me that he is logical and reasonable and probably able to be reached. Mm-hmm. It's just he hasn't, he, he needs somebody in his life to show him. Very encouraging. Oh, to see he that could find it. And when I say that, he doesn't, he doesn't need somebody in his life to show him because he can't find it on his own. He can find it on his own, and he may well. Yeah. But it would greatly speed up the process. Yeah. We can certainly pray for such. That's it. I like this. Most of the apostles were unlearned fishermen, in my understanding. They didn't have the degrees of education Paul did as a Pharisee, but they learned from the Master as we can today through God's Word. Yeah, that's the thing. In fact, think about 1 Corinthians Where's the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? God chooses the foolishness of the world to confound people. Yeah. So he's going to use people like this. Mm-hmm. He's going to use people that that are off the beaten path. I'm telling you, I don't I don't I don't like this system we've got set up in the church. Where you've you've got these preeminent disciples of Christ, and they go around and they do all these lecture shifts, and they do all that. Like we we've created a clergy system, whether we like it or not. Yeah, like we well, I mean we created the clergy and the laity. Wish it was where people that were experts in certain things could teach and could use their expertise without that being the case. Yeah, how do you but, do that? What you know? Yeah, well, I mean, well, it's difficult. Well, for one. I, I believe that now more than ever, I, I think we're too. I think we're too involved in each. I think we know too much about other people. I, I think that, you know, a hundred years ago, I would have gone my whole life and I never would have heard of Keith Mosher. Yeah, I'd have gone my whole life. I'd have never heard of Garland Elkins or B.J. Clark or anybody like that. I would have. I would have been right there in Northwest Tennessee in Shawtown. Uh, close to Possum Trot, right up from Skunk Holler and across from Breezy Ridge, <laughs> which is next to Windy Hill, and <laughs> I would have I would have been a product of my environment there and the people in that area. I'm not I'm not I'm not designed. We are not designed to know as much as we know about other people, and the 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 farther our reach is, and the more we can see other people the more we are going to make this disparity between an upper class of aristocrats and uh, the clergy and the lower class of acolytes in Christ, the laity. It's unscriptural. We need to fix it. Don't know how. It just needs to happen. I, I don't think that it's sinful, but I also, think, yeah. I, don't, I also don't think polishing the pulpit is a net positive on the church either. I, I think it's probably it, it's either a neutral or it might be a net negative. 
yeah. just the way it is. We're not yeah. we're not designed to have that much association. Do you do you think that the church in Thessalonica ever met anybody from the church in Ephesus except for the traveling evangelist? Right. The church in Thessalonica didn't know what the church in Ephesus is doing. The church in the the, the church in uh, Galatia and Thessalonica didn't know what the church in Corinth was doing, and the church in Galatia, Corinth, and uh, Ephesus and Thessalonica didn't know what the church in Jerusalem was doing. They didn't know if they were sound per se. They didn't know if they agreed with him and everything. They just know they needed help. So Paul organized the help. Yeah. And then, and what well, I think what I and what I would like to say is that we need to be aware of these negatives that it hurts. Yes. You know, I don't want somebody to say, well, you guys are on the internet. You're just following yeah. suit. You know, people know you and they would never know you. We're not saying the means of it is immoral right. or, or sinful, that we need to be aware of the negatives. We need to be very aware of that and yeah. limit ourselves probably. Like yeah. listen to a show that benefits your life spiritually that's yeah. done somewhere else. That's fine. But think of all the negative. There's a number of negative things that we have not enumerated that that are I mean, think of all the things we know that we wouldn't know otherwise that involve us in things somewhere else. Yep. When we're missing our own soul, we're missing our own family, we're missing our own backyard. And I'm not being accused of anybody, I'm just speaking in general. We yeah. I mean, we all, if we're not very careful, are going to struggle with this because of the constant exposure to everything else, every to, to all these things everywhere else. That's it's, it. ne- it's a negative. It's a net negative. Yeah. Now, does that mean we get off of it and we leave it to the devil? No, I, we wouldn't suggest that because no. we wouldn't be doing what we're doing if we thought it was does, sin. Does that mean I think that uh, polishing a pulpit ought to be... Um, Cancel yeah, and never happen again? Right. No. But I do think we need to be honest, and we need, do need to consider, like, well, it, you know, is this a net positive or is this a net negative? And if, if Or is it a net neutral? You know, yeah. we need to think about these things. I, I personally believe that probably it's a net negative. Yeah. I'd like to hear some of your thoughts on that, too, and also just, yeah. like, people's thoughts on why they think it's a net positive. You know, like, I just... Yeah. Yep. Because because is there a way? There's probably I don't know. It may be that there's not a better way that that event can be done. I don't know. Let's say there's not. Let's say that. But could there be a better way that everyone thinks about that event? Yeah. And the way people possible. treat that event. Yes. Could I that know. enhance it? Because. I don't know. We've we've opened up the can. I know. I mean, you might as well say something about it. I, I, will, mean, I, I will say, I, I have heard people, I've heard Christians, after polishing the pulpit, they say, well, I, I'm looking for, it's after the polishing the pulpit, I'm already looking forward to next year, and that's the highlight of my year as a Christian is polishing the pulpit. My response to that is, then you're not a Christian. If polishing the pulpit is the highlight of your year as a Christian, you ain't living right. You're not living a full life in Christ Jesus. You don't know what that even is. Yeah. Oh, don't say that, Tony. That's mean. It is. Well, no, it's not mean. It it, it is. It is not nice, though. It is not nice. <laughs> but it, but is it truth? Do I, we do we do we need to make self examination? Yeah. Do we not? Do we not need to look deep within and say, you know, 
Why isn't the Lord's Day every week the best day of my life or, or every day serving the Lord? Yeah. You know, and I get it. We have downfalls, I think. And we're not that, saying you shouldn't enjoy no. being a week in the Smoky Mountains. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and, and being with people that you love to build you yeah. up. That's no, There's nothing immoral about that. That's wonderful. No. That's but that's, if it's if it's your highlight, if that if that's what keeps you going, that's maybe maybe we've created something we shouldn't have. Something's out of balance there. Yep. And that's more so that more that's more so about the individual and less about the activity and, and that, itself. And that's what I mean. Could there be some things that are altered about the events and the way it's handled? Perhaps. Yeah. Maybe. Probably. I don't know. But. Probably a lot of it is the way people think about it, the way we think it can Katie Smith just said PTP can be an idol, it seems. Well it's yeah. amazing. Here's someone else, you know, they're not yeah. related to me and you. They're and just and I, hate, the I hate to just focus on PTP is only the thing that came to mind first. Yes. Okay. You got all the lectureships around. You've yes. even got gospel meetings. Like I know congregations like we have two gospel meetings a year, and they're awesome. And we get the big name guy to come in, and everything. And I, I was at a congregation, and we were. I was trying. I, I was in charge of getting people to speak at meetings. I didn't want to get anybody anybody new. That was a weird way of saying that. I didn't yeah. want to get a speaker that anyone knew. I wanted to give them somebody new that they've never seen or heard. Yeah. But when I tried to do that, a couple of members was like, "Well." If we don't get a big name speaker, then we won't draw a crowd from the other congregations. Yeah. Do you see that for that congregation, gospel meetings and such might be a problem? Yeah. Maybe we've lost focus on why we have events on yeah. the local level. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And I, and I love it when when there's somebody that's of high moral character and faithfulness and as the ability to preach the word where I can understand and grow closer to God, we can consider this a highlight. That's not, that's not what we're talking about. If this, if, if we treat it like an idol, if we're, if we're losing our daily focus as children of God, you know, where you're like down and bummed out and I can't make it till next year, you know, I, yeah. you know, church camps can be like this if we don't, Teach our young people the joys of serving God every day. Yes. Again, a highlight. I get it. Like there's highlights in our lives, and then there's low points. I, I'm I'm okay with that nomenclature, but like, well, help me, Tony. Help me. It, it's there's a difference in just recognizing high points that God wants us to enjoy and soak in. But like the joy just comes from serving God, not from a particular man-made event that we put like yeah. we were so wise and steaming this event that it meets everybody's spiritual needs i, I don't, yes. I, don't I, I need to well, talk, i need to think about this more for our time yeah yes katie smith says it pretty well i've never been to and, and again we're saying ptp 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 insert any event amen yes i am not and don't there's 14 people listening to this don't take away that well Tony Brewer is against PTP. He's just like those guys in Virginia. That I, no, I am not I'm against not PTP. I'm not either. There's some godly people associated with that that do that. Yes. And and, and again, I just I want to think about things rationally and logically and honestly. Yeah. And I can see where it would be a net negative. Now, that being said, I would never go to PTP. Or, or I've never me. been. Ah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, I jumped on you. <laughs> no, you needed to jump on me. I, I I had two thoughts in my head. Um, okay, stop, reverse that. Let's fix it. I've never been to PTP, but would like to go at least once. But our local congregation should be our focus, connecting with our local brethren and reaching the lost locally. Very encouraging thoughts there, Katie. That's, yeah, that's it. Again, it's not, oh, that means it's sinful. Oh, that means it's all bad. Everybody associated with immoral. Yeah. No, 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 no. What's but our focus? What What has happened in the modern world is this connectivity, this pseudo-connectivity has caused Christianity to focus less on the local and 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 redirected a large part of that focus on well you know i i'm you know I, I lived in memphis for 27 years and now i moved to nashville and i'm just having a hard time fitting in with the brethren at nashville so i go to sunday morning class and and sunday morning service at nashville but i watch the live stream of the congregation where i was a part of back in memphis on the afternoon on wednesday nights i, I stood on their bible study in a zoom class yeah. Well, are you really there locally then? Right. You know, cause what, what has happened because of this digital connectivity is you're not really connected to the people there in Nashville, nor are you really connected to the people in Memphis, and you're, you don't fit in anywhere. And then you might, at, a, at an event where everybody's gathered together, the highlight of your year is going to be seeing those people from Memphis in person. And that happens at a lectureship or at an event like Polishing the Pulpit or a gospel yep. meeting or something like that. Yep. When and, and what has happened is you're not focusing on the local congregation. Ah, let, uh, me, let me be mean. But if we go to all the church services, we think we're... <laughs> we go to all the church services, we think we're doing... We're exhausting ourselves locally. Yeah, I, I truly believe that's what a lot of brethren think. Yeah, I, I go four hours a week, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, every time the doors open. So that means I've exhausted myself locally. And I then you know. see, and then, and then, but, but if I go to a special event somewhere else, you know, then I get my spiritual high, which I, I get it. Sometimes we need it. Sometimes where we are, we're so low and they don't want to do God's will and we need it. Yeah, but what are we doing in turn locally? And again, we keep mentioning PTP, but things like that. And I would like to say, just to be kind of more fair and open here, balanced, I would like to think that some of these events, at least from time to time, try to emphasize the local work. Go at, go back do. home. I think they do too. Go back home and serve the Lord where you are. Yeah, don't just get high here spiritually and then don't get connected locally. And, and and all you can think about is how awesome this event was and oh, that Christianity were this way all the time where I am. will make it yeah. happen. Help make so, it happen. Let me, let me give a, a proverb here and then I want to make a point that's positive about these things. Yeah. A man who has friends must show himself to be friendly, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. If you want to bond, if you want to feel fulfilled, you have to first be a friend, mm -hmm. then you will be able to consider 
those friends that you've made, you will develop that relationship to where you're closer than brothers. That's what that that's what that proverb is teaching. So we do need to focus locally. Now, that being said, let's talk about the positive aspect of polishing the pulpit, of the Memphis School of Preaching Lecture, of uh, gospel meetings, of youth camps in you know for churches and stuff like that. It, it's in an illustration that I heard one uh, that excuse me that I saw. And uh, it was whenever I was growing up, I was in the Mount Zion Church of Christ. I was probably nine or ten years old, and one of the one of the members there, uh, the the preacher, um, was was having us boys on Wednesday nights do a devotional. And I remember it was Jeff. He brought um, an empty cup, and he brought two two full cups, one of which both of which had white beans. Southern people love their white beans. Now, one he 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 come he had somebody come up. He said, "Here, taste those." He said, and, and and the guy made a face. He said, "What's wrong with them?" He said, "They don't taste like anything." He said, "Exactly." He said, "Now taste these." And the dude made a face again. He said, "What's wrong with those?" He said, "But them they're way too salty." He said, "Exactly." He said, "Now watch this." And he poured the two cups, the one that's overly salty and the one that's not salty at all, poured it together and stirred it up. And he said, now taste these. He said, man, those are really good. <laughs> he said, what happens? Now, he was using this on the local level. What happens is in these four walls of this building while we're together, it's like we're, we're, we get really, really, really salty. And we should be able to go out into the world and we should mix that and we should affect locally. It's yeah. real easy to be salty here. But when, and, and he made a couple of different points. He, so he used that one and then he used the metaphor another way. When you go out in the world, um, you're going to be diluted and. If we don't if we don't get charged up a lot while we're here, then we won't. And when we go out there and we get discouraged, we're going to be so discouraged to the point yeah. where we're nothing. Yeah, can't take I mean, any hits. Yeah, and you you can think of all the different ways that can be applied. Yeah. Sure. Well, I I apply it like okay, so I want to use this illustration for polishing the pulpit, church camps, gospel meetings, lectureships, stuff like that. Your salt level is pretty low. You know, so say it's moderate. And you go to an event like Polishing the Pulpit, and you get really, really salty. And then you come back to the congregation that's maybe not as spicy as what you are, but you're mixed in, and you spread that spice around to where now everybody has a level of salt that makes them highly palatable. Yeah. That's a good way. Yeah. That, that's how Polishing the Pulpit, gospel meetings, yep. church camps, that's how it positively affects the brotherhood. Yeah. Take the, it with you. Be the church. Yeah. <clears throat> be the salt. Be the light. Be the yes. change. Yes. All right. Just my thoughts. But like Vacation Bible School, many go to the events to be entertained, and then they think that the regular services are boring. If we become as engaged in the local work as we are when we go to the special events, then many, then every time we get to meet with our brethren, we will be the privilege. Excuse me. It will be. Probably. Yeah, it will be a privilege uh, to meet with our brethren. Will be a privilege. It should be. Hold on a second. I got to rework. I got to re 
read this sentence. <laughs> if we become as engaged in the local work <laughs> as we are when we go to the special events, then every time we get to meet with our brethren will be the privilege it should be, and we will relish the time spent. You also get out of it what you put in it. Yes, really good thoughts. Absolutely. Yeah. Aaron, all of this came about because we looked at two videos where people were deluded in their knowledge and trying to go up against somebody who knew what they were talking about. Yeah. And then a third video we saw where somebody probably knows way more than they think they do. We need to be this person. We need to be like the person in the third video. Yep. We need to be the person who just studies your Bible, who thinks logically and explains things simply. Yep. I, I think it all boils down to our hearts. And are yep. we being led by the Word of God through our careful, sincere study of God's Word? Or are we holding on to our own thoughts and feelings, our traditions? You know, traditions are not inherently immoral. But if they hinder us from learning God's word and growing, that's bad. Yes. You know, and that's the thing. Just just if it, the heart, let the word of God, you know, mold and shape our hearts not to, you know, to, 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 as they used to say, and I like it, speak where the Bible speaks and be silent where the Bible's silent. That's it. Don't, don't, don't draw conclusions. Don't, don't make charges even like, oh, so you believe Sigmund Freud. Well, what, what, what is that? that what does that have? Like, like Tony, like what? you're, you're like, you're going to actually say, yeah, I, I agree with everything Sigmund yeah. Freud ever said. What, what? Well, that's the thing. Listen to the way the question was framed. Do you believe in Sigmund Freud? Well, yes, I do. Yeah, I believe in him. Well, I know not, for a fact he existed. A, yeah, he's not a fairy tale. He, no. He, I, I just, let's be careful. Like, words like acknowledging mean, his very existence means that I sent and, yeah. and, and, and believe everything that he ever said. Uh, yeah. I think people coming to educate ourselves, learning on you know, appreciating the study of the mind and the value of that. And like you said, if it's rooted in God's word, I mean, That's you know, it. obviously if it blatantly contradicts God's word, we're not accepting that, No, you know, but still that doesn't undermine the human's study of the mind, just facts, observation, study, and even theories that can help. They can be helpful. You know, making theories based on studies and things. We, we're wise to listen to that and to take it all in. Yep. That's, that's not a that's not a stamp of approval on everything. No more than near you would put a stamp of approval upon every person that claims to be a gospel preacher in the Church of Christ. Yeah. Anyhow, you know. I mean, I, I've made this statement before. There were things that I learned at the Memphis School of Preaching with which I disagreed at the moment I learned them, with which I agree now, and there are things with which I agreed the moment that I learned them, which I disagree with now. And I know what the difference is. It's based on your study. Yep. Based on your own study. 
But those things do not divide us. No, no. It's 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 nothing. Nothing's going to get right. you into or out of heaven. Right. And I'm thankful for that too. Yeah. I know of no damnable doctrine that the Memphis School of Preaching is teaching. Nope. And, and and there are other efforts like that that are. Oh yeah. They're not teaching. Yeah. They're yeah. We can go all day long on matters of judgment. That we can. And I could offer critiques that I actually think I, would really help. I really yeah, do. I, I but, almost I almost ordered the show around matters of judgment today. Yeah. Well, we can do it again or do it another I know. time. It, it, that that topic is never is never out of date. It, it's not because it, it we all learn and like you have to continue to plant and water that because because some people you know just like us you 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 learn and grow over time. That's know. it. We need a we need a humble spirit. We need we need to know our proper. That's how I want to end. We need a humble spirit. We need to know our proper place. We don't need to speak where we don't know. Absolutely. Don't make statements that we don't know. Even if you disagree, just keep your peace for a minute and think about it. Keep your peace and study on it more. Yeah. Or if you have to say something, say I don't know that I agree with that, but I'm going to consider it more. Yep. That's okay. Just but like just to it. make just to make statements, just to. And like to reject, it's like, I'm going on and on. But, you know, you're talking about like somebody that's actually a sincere professional and they're here, godly evangelists who truly devote their whole lives to learning the word of God and living by the word of God. And they studied 40 something hours that week on something they preach because they know they're going to stand before King Jesus at the judgment seat. I, I stood up and told the church that last Sunday. I said, I tell you how I, how I strive to order my ministry. I'm going to stand before King Jesus on the final day. I don't want to get up here and say something. You know, I'm not really for sure, for sure. That's I'm not right. really for sure, for sure. I'm going to tell you so. But anyhow, just to cast out what people say or to write off, and this is a whole other subject, to write off because you don't initially agree. We So many brethren live by their feelings, Tony. Well, I heard Tony say this on that show, and I didn't like how he said that. I heard Aaron, his style when he preached, and I don't like the style. He, we, are, we, are, we are hurting ourselves greatly because that one thing that you don't get at first, or you might disagree with the way it was said, might be the thing that saves your life if you'll think on it. it long and hard. I, I've been there. I feel that way about my life in more than one way. I preaching and teaching. Anyhow, I really appreciate the comments that have been made, the positive, the you know, the, yeah. the, 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 which is really good and, ones. And understand, it, the, the accusation that was made is if, 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 if somebody makes a comment we disagree with or disagrees with us, that we just ban them. That is absolutely not the case. Let me explain mm -hmm. something. I have been doing this online a long time. I can tell... I can tell I, I, I've, I've people think they're unique. They're not that everybody's the same. And I can tell if a comment's made genuinely or just for the purpose of being argumentative and I act accordingly. Yep. And you may not disagree. You may not agree with my decision, but I have the right to make it. Yep. And uh, that's, yeah. Yeah, this is our show, you know. Yeah. So, and and for people watching, you know, if we think we've actually done something that's sinful, then why not why not actually, you know, contact us and that and and clearly lay the charge out before us how we've sinned.
Yeah. I'm getting preachy here, Tony, but instead of going instead of going somewhere else and complaining or whining or making <laughs> yeah. a charge, Aaron did this. You know what Tony did on his show? Why not why not be the Christian man or woman I that know. you ought to be and come to us and talk to us about it? Because I, I don't th- I don't think in any way we've ever sinned on this show. I, I just think it's funny <laughs> that the incongruent nature of this last comment. He, this this fellow was so dead set that, that psychiatry is bunk and all that. But he says, one thing is for sure. So that's for sure. It's a finality. But then the next statement is, maybe. Well, th- those those are two opposing ideals. They are. Those are two opposing concepts. That's incongruency number one. Incongruency yeah. number two, his position is, psychiatry is bunk. You don't need it. Uh, you need to trust in Jesus, work on the crosses, and the other. But then he says, you need to see a psychiatrist because you're not a very nice man. I thought that I just needed to depend on Jesus and I would learn to be a nice man. Right. I thought psychiatry was bad. But now he's telling you to go to one. Is he joking? Is he being ugly or is he being serious? See, when you use those kind of words, uh, you're not a... not a very nice man. Okay. Well, Tony's not a very nice man, but in my opinion, I know Jesus. Yeah. A very, but again, like the the adjective very, let's just take it out. I know Tony personally, to me, he's nice. He ain't very nice, but he's nice. You know what I'm saying? Like very, you are not very nice. Well, but I will tell you this. I'm trying to be a very nice person. I am probably the kindest person anybody has ever met. Mm Mm-hmm. Again, might save that. We need to do a show on that. I know. When you talk about niceness and kindness, we all right. The eleventh commandment. Yeah, thou shalt be nice. The eleventh commandment had been swinging hard in 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 my opinion a lot. Not only just our show. I'm talking about just it's it's everywhere. That I'm telling you, Satan is strong with the eleventh commandment. The eleventh commandment. Anyhow, all right. We need to we need to get off here, Aaron. You got anything left? I don't know. No, I'm, no, I'm done. Thank you for listening. And, yes. and we appreciate the ones that are encouraging and supportive. And Thank you ho- so much. hopefully you've enjoyed the show. Hopefully you continue to enjoy the show. Um, don't be afraid to comment dissents. We'll, we'll talk about them. We'll discuss them. Um, but just know that this ain't my first dog and pony show. It's not my first rodeo. I've been around the block a time or two and, I and, can I can tell when somebody's and, heart's in the right place when it ain't. And incidentally, that is one of the reasons I'm doing the show with you. Yeah, I wouldn't do this by myself. That's just my. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm glad to have somebody that's been doing like this for a long time because well, we need that because we're teachers of God's word. We're public teachers, and we need to be careful about what we do and how we do it. Yeah. We need to make wise decisions. And somebody, and, and, somebody, and there was a, with that. there's a history with this guy Strambersky, Strambersky. Yeah. Yeah, uh, history of of things like this, and yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah. was time. It was time to disallow him from speaking. Yeah. Well, we're going to get off here. This has been Tony Brewer and Aaron Dotson with Christianity Now. This is going to air on the Cogitations Podcast channel. Uh, be the algorithm for us. Share the share the show. Subscribe to the podcast. And um, yeah. Oh, hold on. Yeah, there we go. Um, This has been Aaron Dawson and Tony Brooks Christianity Now signing off. We'll catch you on the flip side.